Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Autocar Podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Pryor, and I'm joined as ever by Steve Cropley. Hello, Steve. How are you doing, Matthew? Very well, mate. Very well in the Haymarket Automotive Store cupboard. If you check the Haymarket at the Autocar socials, you will show it will show you this is actually this isn't. Somebody said the other day, oh, I thought you were joking about a store cupboard. I thought it was some studio and you just pretended it was a store cupboard. No. Nah. No, it's uh, it's just evolved, isn't it? I mean, it is a joy. I, the, the, the horror is that somebody's going to come and clean it out one yeah, day. Yeah, I do worry about that. They'll spoil the acoustic. They will. Uh, right, we're going to talk all kinds of stuff this week about um, our respective autocar columns. Much more besides, you can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. And Matt Hunter has done that. He says, I'm pleased Matt Pryor enjoyed the roads of Ireland so much, which I did in this week's last week's magazine as this goes out um my wife is from the west coast of ireland and i've been coming every summer for the past 25 years relishing near empty beautiful flowing roads and i've often pondered the best car for them firstly it has to be narrow with a small footprint which rules out supercars and suvs needs to be engaging at six or seven tenths turn in well great balance torque for me that rules out engines that need revs like honda vtex or cars that thrive at higher commitment levels so what is the ideal? Well, I went in a Kia Picanto, as the story suggests, this week and thoroughly enjoyed and it. I, I mean, is it blunder, uh, blowing a, a, um, a confidence to say you're going to go back? No, I'm going back in about two weeks' time on my motorcycle, which is, I can't wait. For the, for the per, entirely because of the, entirely, the fun you had? Entirely because of that feature and the roads we had and the fun we had on them, yeah. And I yeah. just thought that will be a laugh. And we, yeah, quite often I'll do these stories and you think oh i must go back there and yeah. then forget all about it but i came back got on the got on the internet straight away booked a ferry crossing and i'm yes can't wait really Love excited Love it. uh so yeah uh so mark, matt hunter thinks maybe mark five volkswagen golf gti would be pretty good on that sort of road i think it would because yeah. you've been haven't you you've you've yeah you've a long time ago but mm. yeah i've always loved it first yeah. place i ever went in ireland on a motorcycle tour mm. 
Um, and I love the name, you know, Wild Atlantic Way. I mean, it's what's great, better than that? It? Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm. It is interesting how both Matt uh, and I and you as well pro- wouldn't necessarily pick a supercar for that job. No, for me, I, the things that come to mind are MX-5. Oh, good, yeah. Um, or, you know, one of the pokier ones, the 180 mm. ones. Or, or my own personal lower-powered Alpine A110. Oh, yeah. Which I think would be... I mean, it's not the narrowest car, but it's pretty small on the road. Mm. And it doesn't require... You know, you don't have to be a hero at all. You can just sort of drive it along at six or seven tenths and have yeah. a really nice time. Yeah, it turns really well as well, doesn't it? It sort of yeah. pivots around the middle. Yeah, yeah really decent cool touring range. Yeah. On with the pod. Uh, your column begins on a Monday... And, well, stuff about rule, potential rule relaxation and the Aston Martin exemption and 2030's upcoming yeah. zero emissions changes. And they seem to have said since that, you know, that's 20, 2030 is the commitment. But there are the, the talk of exemptions, aren't there? Yeah, I'm, I'm in, intrigued by the fact that the OEMs, the big companies, hmm. are no longer fighting for to to change the law very much all they want it seems to me is clarity and sensible application so mm. w- what what they they just want to know what the hell's what really is going to happen yeah they don't mind that much if it's 2030 mm. because they have the technology now it seems to me yeah but they just want somebody to tell them for sure what a hybrid is going to be beyond yeah. 2030 because we know as we know hybrids go till 2035 mm-hmm. but is a hybrid a plug-in hybrid is it a car that uh, with a, an electric range of 30 miles 60 miles or 100 miles what mm-hmm. is it somebody needs to tell us yeah and uh, they haven't no. so um, it's that's the sort of thing i think we're after we, we need clarity rather than uh, rather than to f- sort of fight for big rule changes at this stage yes I would agree. Uh, on the small niche manufacturers, though, yeah, oh, I was I've still a... got my concerns. I mean, I've got my grave concerns about the idea that you cannot you cannot have a an internally combusted brand new car after twenty thirty, even if that goes through independent vehicle approval. So, it, or even if you build it in your own shed, unless it's got a Q plate, and the idea that these are net. You know these are these are big contributors to our to our woes. It's just it's just nonsense. Yeah, it is nonsense. Yeah. And the the thing I was trying to point I was trying to make, which I think is valid, is is that um, as Simon Saunders at Ariel says, mm. it's us. We're the people who do the bold stuff. We we do all the things that people wouldn't quite have the kind of gonads to do in a big company. So. Our cars look wilder. They go faster. They they um, accommodate people in a different way. They, you know, and somebody has to kind of be the bow on the boat, as it were. Somebody mm. has to be the leader. And I think these little car companies are leaders in many ways. So we need to give them an easy ride so they can do their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea that because a caterer will do. I don't know, fifteen hundred miles a year, something like that. The yeah. idea that you will get back if you if you enforced that to be a battery electric vehicle. Yeah. The idea that you would get back the additional energy that you spend making and an, it's electric rather than buying an internally combusted thing. It takes you so long to get that back. 
yeah. and they're not driven in towns. Several anyway. lifetimes, Several I would lifetimes. think. Several lifetimes. It just yeah. is that is that really better for those to be electric than it can't otherwise? Be, can it can't it. be, can it? And you know they thrive on being light, and at the moment, battery electric technology is. So I light. think the, the motor industry, in exchange for for twenty thirty rather than twenty thirty five, would mm-hmm. just like some clarity. Yep. That sort of clarity. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because they've invested the money, haven't they? Well, they've committed to spending yeah. the money, so it's not like they suddenly want to get out of the commitment they've yeah. there to, but they just need to know what and the what irony, it, of what course, that glide path exactly looks like. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. The irony to me is that the um, a caterham is light, so it doesn't need much energy to propel it. Mm-hmm. It does. It's pretty light on its tyres, so it doesn't leave particulates all over the place. No, it's it's actually a very economical vehicle. It's small on the road, yeah. fits through the traffic. Yeah. Doesn't use much in the way of raw materials, even. Uh, it's just, uh, you know. So, what do you think? Some kind of either volume exemption or weight exemption? I think either would be fine. Uh, uh, but, you know, if they wanted to make it volume and weight, that'd be fine. That'd be okay. Do both. Yeah. yeah. Sort of motorcycle exemption, effectively. Yeah. I don't know what the path is for motorbikes to be zero emission. I'm not sure Actually, there is a full one, is one? there? Because the, the Morgan Super 3 is classified around the world as a motorcycle. Mm. There are no regs at the moment at all for motorcycles. Nothing. Nobody's saying anything to motorcycle manufacturers about 2030 or 2035. Because yeah, they're Euro 3, I think, at the no, moment? Five. Is no, 5. No, 5. They just sorry. changed from 4 to 5. Okay, okay. But 5's pretty... I mean, it's pretty clean, but it's also oh, it's reasonably clean. relaxed. Yeah. I mean, the engines are fab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on. That's your duster rattles. Oh, <laughs> this is a perennial, isn't it? You know, you, you and I have had this. I mean, you told me that you were a, you were oh, a hater of rattles. I just can't bear it. I cannot bear. You know, when people have a massive bunch of keys, everything on it that's yeah. on like their work lanyard, plus they've got eight different the house keys, the shed keys, and everything else. And they just pop it in that sort of century console bit at the front where it slides around and rattles around. I just can't. Oh, it's bad. It. I can't it's bad. It. No, can't do it. But the ones that I hate the most are the are the ones that sort of go one, you know, when oh, you go on the left, you, as you go from the corner. But anyway, I I just was driving around in the duster, and I was must have been in a slightly sort of cantankerous frame of mind, and I just thought this car's getting noisy. You know, trim rattles. What's going on? And and suddenly I recognised that one of the the. Uh, noises was in fact my keys leaping up and down mm. you know how you can always hear your own keys somehow in the bottom of your briefcase yep. when you rattle around in there you can tell whether, oh, whether you, they're in there because of the pitch yeah the pitch yeah, yeah. anyway <clears throat> so i went through the car fixed everything you know there was a thing like uh, it's got a spare number plate because there's a tow bar mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and that was just flapping against some of the trim in the in the back that that sort of thing and the and the the what was it it was the the tow bar um, gooseneck thing was touching the rear, the spare wheel. And uh, Anyway, I fixed all that. Oh, so that'll make a proper clink, won't it? That, yeah, it was obviously. just enough to be... It was sort of a long way away. And, but hmm. anyway, I, I went through the car, took four or five minutes, and now it's magnificent again, just as... <laughs> just as its maker intended. Indeed. And that's 18,000 miles, 18 months old. Yeah. And not, not a squeak around it. No, it's that's a good, good. It's such a good car. I'm... Yeah. Uh, the only issue now is a, I'm starting to look at the front. The front wheels might be getting a bit thin. The front tyres might be getting a bit thin. Right. Is it a keeper, do you think, in the same way that your Citroen Berlingo was? I, I think so, yeah, because I haven't got a... 
The only thing I would think I would replace it with, if I needed to replace it, would, would be a car just like that, another mm. duster probably. Mm. The, I mean, the dieselness and the four-wheel driveness are, are I find, useful because, as, as I say, you can get 60 mpg out of it and, mm. it and it does well in the snow. Yeah. So I think we'll just keep it around. It's not doing any harm. Mm, <laughs> and I, I do and oh and the other thing is it's the only car we've now got on the family strength with a manual gearbox oh so, of course yeah. <clears throat> and it and it becomes it becomes quite a, a a joy to get out there and swap your own doesn't it yeah it is yeah it is I really yes I really enjoy it I, I, as we spoke about the other week I've got a Lotus Elise on short term loan at the moment it's, and it's an early one and it's just just fabulous mate just yeah. the the feedback from it and the just it's so instant and so immediate as well as well it's going to be a terrible moment when your mate wants it back yeah it will be really yeah it will be i think but yes that time and Don't i think, think that time no, i'll try not to think about it now <laughs> i'm just gonna I, I haven't had much chance to drive it recently which is a shame but it's it doesn't leak as badly as i thought it might do in the rain as well it doesn't leak as as much as i was led to believe it might oh, you just good. see a small patch just on the sill as you open the door after a massive down are there holes in the floor um, yeah, but it doesn't seem to get wet on the inside. So oh, it's just good. it's on the outer sill and then falls out. So it doesn't seem to oh, get right. into the car. Do you remember Simon Saunders? We were talking about him just a minute ago. Mm. Somebody asked him when the Atom first came out. Some standing around at some motor show and some plonker comes up and says, "Is there a canopy?" And he said, <laughs> "No, but we've drilled some holes in the seat." <laughs> yes, yeah, holes in the seat, holes in the floor. I mean, what more could you want? Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's. You were on holiday, weren't you, last week or I was, before? Yeah. Whenever you wrote this column, um, and you uh, managed to persuade the steering committee to head to the National Motor Museum. Yeah, well, it's, it is a lovely place, you mm. know, on the coast and Bewley River and beautiful garden, and it's, just, it's a place you can go without, um, you know, necessarily getting right into the into the the uh, car thing too much. But mm. anyway. Uh, she fortunately understands and appreciates cars to a degree, and mm. and so we went. I wanted to see the this car called the thousand horsepower Sunbeam, also known as the Slug. It was a it was a land speed record car from the mid twenties. First car to do two hundred miles an hour, mm -hmm. twin engines, so two World War One V twelves, one ahead of the driver, one behind, um, and driven by Sir Henry Seagrave at two hundred and four miles an hour, I think. At Daytona. Daytona, Beach, yeah. Daytona in America. Florida, yeah. Florida. Yeah. One engine in front, one behind. Yeah. There's one, is there a prop shaft going from the front one to there's the a, rear yeah, one? And then chain driven. There's a big... Oh, crikey. Uh, gather there's a big drive from... They talk about, you know, monster chains. And, and right. There'd apparently been pretty horrible accidents in the past where chains had let go in these superpower cars and yeah when you see some of the his, the historic cars and the, well, the vintage sports car yeah. stuff you see some of the size of the chains right. on some of these things it does yeah. look pretty but they talk about the slug having an armor plated uh, uh, casing for the uh, for the for the chain right but uh, it wasn't anyway it's a pretty crude car but but one way or another it's got the the engines are longitudinal and i think they feed a gearbox in the middle of the car right in some way that I don't quite understand, but well, I'm on the uh, I'm on the newly relaunched Autocar Archive as hey. we speak, Steve, and I'm just as you as you speak. If I seem distracted, I'm trying not to be. I am searching up Henry Seagrave as we go, and we'll see what we 
what we end up with. Oh, okay. But, so a centre gib between the two. Yes, I think so. He, the, there was a. It, it does look. Like, they called it the slug. It's a big red capsule-shaped car, big mm. long car, rated three tons apparently, and and very long. Uh, it's it, the thing that's great about it is it right now it's in the center it, it's in the epicenter right in the middle of the of the National Motor Museum building, mm. and it's been restored so they've had all the bodies off it the engines are out of it because they're corroded inside it hadn't done any work for many years, okay. but they're in the process of getting what Doug Hill the guy that runs a workshop, well known and extremely clever engineers in the process of getting the one of the V12s going and I think either. Ooh. They'll get the other one. It, it'll run on one gear, uh, one engine, I believe. Right. I'm not. There, there is a plan to run it, but I, I'm not quite for an anniversary that I might be. I mean, oh five. Maybe they'll try and get it going for a centenary. Went, you know, twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Yeah, that would be something. Is it, it always there, or is it has it arrived They've, recently? Or has I it think gone it's. On display? I think it's always there. Okay. They've got a pretty good collection. They've they've got the Campbell Bluebird, the Don the Donald Campbell Bluebird, the turbine one that I, I that ran when I was a child in Australia. Oh yes, okay. And uh, that was a I read about it every damn day in my local newspaper because <laughs> we were the nearest town to Lake Eyre where the thing was running. Oh, I see. And uh, or the nearest city, I guess yeah. you would call it. So, what speed was that doing? Uh, I think it eventually did 403, 400 and something. It was the, it was when the regs said you had to have a wheel-driven car, not you oh, couldn't have I a see. pure jet. And then yeah. along came Breedlove and did you know 500 and 600 because mm. he what he had was a jet fighter with no wings. Yeah, and a trike. Yeah, is that the blue flame? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, what a proper looking thing that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it Craig Breedlove who had a massive off? Yeah. And then climbed out and said, "For my next trick, I'll set myself on fire." Is that right? Is that, <laughs> I, I or is that know somebody that bit, else? But he did have a monster. He just overshot the runway by yeah. miles. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't hear that, but he, but he, that suits the legend of the guy that I've read. Certainly. Yeah. I've been dis- distractedly, but not um, too, hopefully not too distractedly, just searching in the archive. I've not found everything that I could do, but with a quick search of Sir Henry Seagrave, Henry Seagrave there is a cutaway of that car. Two wow. Sunbeam Matabel engines and chain drive made Henry Seagraves the first man to exceed 200 miles an hour on land. Does the cutaway show where the gearbox is? It does. There's a, so there's a front 500 horsepower aero engine, a front engine radiator, five-speed gearbox, as you say, in the middle. Oh, no, is that three-speed? Three-speed gearbox in the middle, reduction bevel gears, chain drive, main clutch, a rear 500 horsepower aero engine, and a 28-gallon petrol tank out the back. And, yes, the, the gearbox is in the middle. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, right around the driver. It looks a pretty poor, hairy <laughs> piece of kit. Yeah, hairy would be the <laughs> word, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, how long have we been yakking on for already? 17 minutes. Right, Steve, we'll take a very short break and uh, be back with more My Week in Cars just after this. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. 
Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Welcome back to My Week in Cars with Matt Pryor and Steve Cropley. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. Ian Sanderson, not the van wall one, Steve, uh, has done that. He says, um, we'll be interested to hear your thoughts on which of the two hot hatchbacks featured in the Autocar 19th of July issue you would choose. Now, here's one, Steve, because I have only driven one, and I don't know if you've driven either, but I think we'll go for it anyway. Hyundai Ionic 5N, which is the, oh, I mean, hot hatchback is probably the fairest way to describe it, but it's quite a big, big car, big car, two ton hot car. hatch. Yeah, two, it's yeah. got to be two ton car, and it'll be sixty five thousand pounds. One would think, and it's got yeah. six hundred and I can't remember now, six fifty horsepower, something yeah. ridiculous. It's like over six hundred, isn't it? Yeah, it's well over six hundred. Yeah. yeah, or. Uh, says Ian, the Mercedes AMG A45S, which I haven't driven an A45 for a long time, but again, they're sort of mega hatches, really, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're the new, they're a very new era of performance car, the kind of thing. But interesting, um, the t- between interesting choice between the two. They are both incredibly expensive, but I think very desirable in different ways. Says Ian, where would your money go if you had to choose? Well, mm, well that's don't a know. Tough one, isn't it? it I is think tough. I'd be going for the AMG car just because. I, I've only driven an A45. Hmm. I don't know what an S contributes. Oh, it's usually a bit more yeah, poker and some options and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. But I love the way that it kind of exploded off a mark for a hmm. start. And it seemed to me that that com- engine and transmission combination was really good. Yeah. And I would... Uh, I've had a go in an Ionic 5, and it, I mean, a bulky car. It is a bulky car. So I think... On the principle that I tend to uh, uh, towards or prefer smaller cars, I think I might be doing that. I might be. I might be persuaded otherwise. Yeah. On the basis of having have driven the Ionic Five N on a, a prototype on the circuit, and I thought it was mega. But what I'm really pleased about at the moment is that we can have this choice, BEV or yeah. ice car, and actually competitively fun. Yeah. It's pretty adjustable, is think, it? The, uh, the, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, massively. Yeah, it's got the it kind of tur- it's a bit like a grown-up Mitsubishi Evo in the way it turns, and then sort of as you turn it, it wants to turn, and then as you get on the power, it pulls itself straight. But there's also which they didn't let us try because it hadn't been finished at the time. There is also a rear-wheel drive mode, so you can. It has got. A, I've seen some shots, some marketing shots of it sliding along mm. uh driven by somebody we know very well who is in that area of the business the oh, stunt okay. driving business who said yeah pretty sideways it's not bad so yeah. yeah so cool thing yeah really cool thing i think i get i'm intrigued i'm really intrigued about this i mean uh, they are expensive yeah. that's my only beef yeah. really expensive cars i worry about tire wear on these ultra yeah heavy cars you know i could, it goes but i mean this is talk about ancient history but i can remember doing in the days when rolls royce royce's weighed a lot but had pretty poor tyres and their wheels didn't point the right way. Hmm. I remember doing a bunch of cornering shots in a Rolls-Royce years ago, you know, silver something. Right. And we did six runs through a corner hmm. and we just weren't prepared to do a seventh because it, it just took so much out of the tyres. And I I do wonder, I, I mean, I'm sure the, the, the Hyundai uses its tyres much better. But Certainly, you do wonder what happens after 30 yeah, laps in a car. I do wonder. I mean, we, we did a... Uh, there were a bunch. We did a bunch of laps at a time of the Nurburgring Grand Prix circuit, oh, right. and then 
drivers got out, drivers got in, drivers got out, drivers got in, and they held up remarkably well, I thought. Oh, okay. um, I mean, modern tyre tech is pretty, pretty Amazing. good. Amazing. But, yeah. but, 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 yeah, they are weighty things. Mm. Still, I mean, the, the, we're talking about the net experience, and if you say it's good, and that's yeah, great. I think it's really it's good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it should be. It will make um, Ian. It will make an interesting twin test when the time comes. And I like the fact that we're able to have progress. Is progress in the fun BEV stakes? Is that good that we could have that argument? And yeah. I don't think very long ago you wouldn't have you you wouldn't have done. No, yeah. and it and it is a bit of a. Well, I always talk use a boring expression, but it's a sort of ninety-seven versus ninety-five percent oh, choice. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I think yeah. Which yeah. Are, I think it's probably one of those where you pick the one you want, and that's the right decision. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Uh, let's move on to Motorsport UK, which has its base in Bister Bister Heritage. Heritage. Yeah, I, I I zipped over there for because. I love the place. I mm. just drop in. I mean, you know it better than me, mate. It's down. It's sort of three, two or three miles Might from your neighbor, cafe. Yeah. But I love the coffee shop. You know, I just, I just love everything about yeah. it. And and um, um, I needed to. I've got a. I'm going to have a go in a um, a BMW i4 actually in a uh, at the Watergate Bay hill climb in Cornwall in oh September mm. and. Uh, it's the bit. It's the the event where they close a the road, uh, and Motorsport UK are rather pleased to now have the opportunity to do that. They can close yes. roads for short it periods. No longer requires an act of parliament to do it, does it? It, it? it just has to be the local council saying yes. Yeah, and they, they so they, there's an EV um, uh, class in the Watergate Bay Hill climb this year, mm. and I have managed to um, persuade BMW that an I four M50 would be Ooh. the car for the for the job, which yeah. is 500 and something or other horsepower with a 0-60 time of 3.9, I think which it is, is 3.8. Pretty brisk, isn't it? Pretty brisk. Which is far too quick for me, but I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I needed my license renewing. Yeah. You can renew it over the counter at MSUK. Mm. It's a lovely place to go. You go there and you see lots of old cars and all the contents of the little car company who are right next door. And there are the Porsche restorers. You know, my the steering committee's got a particular uh, d- um, love for very early 911s, and the place oh, seems cool. half full of the damn things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the, the thing, the trouble is, you see the six-figure price, you know. And, yeah. But um, it was a joy to go there, and I went mm. over on my motorbike, and, you know, the, all that. You know. It is nice, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I used to... I, because... Sometimes in this business, you think I'm not going to renew my license because nothing's happening, and then somebody phones up and says, uh, "Oh, do you want to drive the what's it?" And you think, "Oh, crap, okay, I better get that sorted." So yes, and you, that uh, Motorsport UK when it was uh, the Motorsport MSA Motorsport Association, there yeah. there they had a place near Heathrow, wasn't it? Just on the outside of the M25, under the flight path. Yeah, yeah and I've been, and I've been there a few times to say, oh, you wouldn't do us a day turnaround, you know. And they, as you say, they will do it while you wait. But yeah. Bister Heritage, much nicer place to do, go and do that, isn't it? Much more. <laughs> it is. Much more, it is. A, and they I found place. them really very helpful. You know, oh, there, I've somebody found came them out and said, no, useful. don't put your signature there, put it there. You know, yeah. all that. And and uh, I mean, it's a few quid, but I don't care. Mm. No, I think they're I think they're a terrific organization when it comes to that service well they just get it done they're very there's there's a i think they're very front foot now mm. and and that 
wasn't always you didn't feel that was always the case they're full of well-intentioned people always yeah, yeah. but but now they they're very very good at customer service i think yeah i think so uh i drove the other day an ineos grenadier hey finally you, you've you've driven one. I had a brief go on a yeah. on a on a, a bit of an off road track at Goodwood, but nothing like you're talking about. Oh no, I did the same pretty much. I think I did a similar thing at the Festival of Speed the other day, and um, well, the other week I should say it was a while ago now. But I've it's, I've been a long time without driving one, and felt that I should do at some point. So I took the chance to do it, and I quite liked it. But what I liked more is that I have I effectively sort of it was on a the same as a customer or potential customer or member of the public would do you could just sign up at the festival of speed and say can i have a go and they'll go yeah 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 hop in we'll take you to the off-road course go around the quarry and then somebody will bring you back the whole process takes i don't know an hour and a, an hour and a bit anyway hopped in the hopped in the passenger seat of a car and this uh lad called jack said oh listening to your podcast this morning <laughs> i said get out of it and he said no 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 anyway it turns out he is the he was the UK and Ireland dealer manager from Ineos. Wow. And he's taking members of the public back as a force. I said, are you... He said, well, I wanted to. I just, you know, it's it gets us out. It gets us, it gets me out. It gets me meeting people. I could just spend four days, you know, sipping champagne and hospitality, but we don't want to do that. These are the people that succeed, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah. And I think I've met a couple of owners who really like them. Uh, I bumped into... This is mad, mate. I bumped into one on the plane on Tuesday last week as right. I was flying to the States to do a thing. And I saw a bloke I've only ever known on Instagram. I saw a, an Instagram story of his with a, you know, the flight map that yeah, you yeah. have when you sit in your seat. And I looked at it and I thought, because there's Wi-Fi on the planes these days, which is amazing. And I thought to myself, that lake, I appear to be in the same. I just sent him a note and said, are you, you're not going to Dallas, are you? And he went, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, where are you? And he gave his seat number. I said, I think I'm about six rows behind you, oh, which was extraordinary. Dead. Anyway, he is uh, of an early... So we we spent an hour waiting for immigration, chatting cars. Yeah. He's an early Ineos Grenadier um, customer and has one and really, really likes it and is aware of its limitations as a road car. You know, still much better than an early Defender. Yeah, and as good as a Mercedes G-Class, I think. And just likes the simplicity and, and the... The big clunky controls and the switch yeah, the gear switch and the actual switch about, gear. Yeah. yeah, really I like them. them. I like them too. Very nautical. Yeah, yeah, and just makes you know just makes sense. Yeah, he's he's enjoying it, and he does quite a few miles in it. Yeah, he's already been down to the west country and and lives in the home counties. Been down to the west country and back already in it, and yeah, I think is on board with it. Is like is enjoying it, and the idea that because I've always had this fear that how who's going to buy one? You know, because they're seventy. Sixty, seventy thousand yeah, pounds. Yeah. Not luxurious enough to be a luxury, luxury no. off-roader. Not utilitarian enough to be a double cab pickup. But I think they have found a niche, found a market. Yeah. And the fact that they're selling for nine grand more than list price, and Ineos is aware of people trying to flip them quickly, and has apparently cancelled some customers' orders uh, because, because of they because they think they're going to sell them on quickly. Wow. Um, there's a pickup coming next year, and a yeah. I saw it in the I the saw a, a prototype in the Festival Speed car park. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it looked cool. good. Yeah. I mean, it looked it, it extremely utilitarian, like mm. they do. But you know, the the absolute 
epitome of a four cab pickup. Yes, great. exactly. Yeah, and a uh, it's a bit of longer wheelbase, and then also that longer wheelbase version will be available as a chassis cab next year. So if mm. you want to put your own back on it, so for tree surgeons or whoever, Camper. you know, or and campers, yeah. or you know, and I think the Australian market and South African market for the Utes and Backies that will have their own kit on the of back course, yeah. allows them to do that. So I think they're... Just tell me what... what just but your own feelings about the way it drove. I thought it was all right. I thought it was quite... I thought I quite enjoyed it. The steering takes a little bit of getting used to because it just doesn't self-centre and it's quite heavy. Yeah. So that's strange. But I think once you get used to that, you probably just accept it. And I thought it drove well enough. Nice engine. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice engine. Yeah, and crikey, I mean, it's the first car out of the blocks yeah. from an entirely. I mean, you know, they've got experienced engineers putting it together, of course, but still, it is a new car company. Isn't it interesting that every, all of the peripherals that surround the launch of a new car company with that company mm. seem to be working? Yeah. There's no, you don't hear of unreliability. You don't hear of supply issues you don't hear people whinging about this that or the other no that it it just seems to be working yeah i think that is admirable i think so i mean I it comes from their hiring people who knew what they were doing to start with but mm. boy i think they've succeeded yeah i think so and i just uh, i occasionally meet people who have a problem with it because it looks a bit like the old defender yeah and i know a lot of people in the uk motor industry have JLR experience and might sort of think badly of it for that reason but Land Rover has left that of its own volition left that market mm-hmm. and somebody has decided they're going to go into it and I don't have a beef with that really would you would that would one of those replace your Defender yes effectively it does that job but I, it does I just it think it's a bit of a Matt Pryor kind of car because yeah. you like am I, I think I'm right in thinking you just like durable long lived Things that don't date particularly. Yeah, I yes, I I'm of the sort of thing that you buy the best thing you can afford and keep it for as long as you possibly can, and in that case, early impressions are that that's that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. The problem with it would be that it has pretty high CO two ah. emissions. Yeah, uh, and I don't. I mean, I'm crikey. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually on a, it was a different it was a different set of uh, regulations at the time, of course. But it, I think my TD5 Defender 90 has very similar CO2 outputs to a Grenadier. I mean, a Grenadier would do better because it's done on the NEDC yeah. cycle rather than no WLTP. Yeah, modern, the modern yeah, rather probably. than NEDC. But still, it's a yeah that would be difficult. There's a Bev coming, mind you, battery electric. Yeah, I was uh, smaller yeah. SUV that won't be a Grenadier. But oh, that, that's the other thing. I mean, they, who else would launch with no experience and no who would who would have the bottle to say, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do fifteen, twenty thousand Grenadiers. By the way, two years later, there's going to come yeah. a battery electric SUV. By the way, we have a hydrogen fuel hydrogen. cell prototype. Yeah, I saw it at Foss. Yeah, yeah, and. The the money that they need to do that, you know, I think they're committing to to buying over the battery electric vehicle's life. They've they're in the process of signing contracts to say, yeah, we'll buy fifteen billion pounds worth of batteries from somebody. I mean, you've got to be pretty committed to it. Confident, confident. Yeah. yeah. So I'm okay with it. And good for it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, amazing. Uh, good luck to them. Yeah. I, I love all the signs. Yes, me too. Yeah. And another thing, uh, we may have already talked about this on the podcast, Steve, but your Volkswagen California has left the building. It has left the building. Yeah, that is the, that's the big deal. Yeah. At, at, and it cost for four, the amazing thing, I'll never get over it as long as I live. We owned it for four years and eight months and we lost a thousand pounds on it. And I think that that is staggering. I've never done it before. Mm. I've never owned one of these shooter type classic cars. So never experienced, you know, you buy a GT40 for five grand and sell it for 250. That's, yeah. that, that's a different realm. But I've never had a car that was more or less worth the same as when it departed. Does that tell us something about the, uh, what do we call it, the staycation, the stay-at-home holiday? I, th- I think the the, uh, the the prices that you see on windscreen, you, there are dealers in uh, here and there where I live in the Cotswolds, both for caravans and um, motor caravans, as it mm. were, and and um, they're all pricey, and they and they're talking. There's talk of people, you know, not having much stock because. People, people are so concerned about being, <clears throat> you know, bailed up in the airport because somebody or others on strike, you know, mm. the baggage or the or the air traffic or the pilot or someone, that they all sort of think the hell with it. I'll go to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Um, and good luck to them. Very nice up there. As yes. or Ireland would. Seem or to Republic be... of Ireland, as I yeah. have, yes, as I have. Uh, yes, we'll have to plan the next few pods around this carefully, won't we? <laughs> but we'll work it out around business trips plus holidays. Plus yeah, whatever. yeah. I'm about to go away myself. But we will work it. We will work it out, and we will be back next. I'll Wednesday. tell you what happened to me, oh, Matt. Just before I, I know we've probably run out of time. No, 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 we're okay. I was at, this morning. I was at the fine. Um, um, Edifice of you know, the source of all all things good called the Ford Press Garage. Oh yeah, which tends not to be very far from where we this very storeroom mm. studio. Sorry, and um, <laughs> and um, uh, the place was half full of Raptors. You oh, know, was ra- it orange, white, blue? Yeah. Oh God! I tell you what. I oh said. no! <laughs> I thought you'd. I thought you. I thought you'd put the Raptor thing well, to bed. I thought that had been. Oh, I thought God. that had passed. Bloody hell! And you see, it was I've been now a, bit, and now a BMW i3 plus a couple of <laughs> oh, motorbikes. It's. I need help. I honestly need help. I need help from the from the listener and the reader. Hmm. I just want somebody to tell me what to do, because my problem is and has always been that I like too many things, hmm. and. It's totally stupid. And the, the other thing is I'm extremely suggestible. So I just see something in the street and I think, right, that's it. That's the one. Oh, God. But, but it's but, our interrupter this morning, mate. Mrs. Cropley, mate, the steering committee. Is there no, is there no steering going on for this? Or? She's, she is, she can, ta- can require a bit of persuasion here and there, but she doesn't, she doesn't, she just, well, <laughs> put it this way. When we, when we got married, I owned... I just sold my a Ferrari. We bought a 911 as a family car. I owned a TR7 V8, a Range Rover, an XJ12, and <laughs> something else, a TR7 V8. Yeah. Plus 10 motorcycles, right? Right. I had a little house and a huge garage. Yeah. And she's come from that situation. That, that, was, that was my state when we met. Mm. So she's always understood that a lot of junk was... Part goes of with the... Deal. the <laughs> it was part of it, and and um, so she's been amazing. She is, mm. she is, you know, you 
Put it this way, you, you, I, I can't think of anybody else more tolerant. <laughs> but a raptor is back on the short. Well, I just, I just got key. A very short it'll short be, list. it'll be over this afternoon. Do you think you'll go yeah. and see something else? Pop to the BMW dealer on the way home. Yeah, probably, mate. Yeah. Uh, right, well, uh, more updates in next week's <laughs> pod, possibly, more nonsense, perhaps. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. You can find uh, stuff at autocar.co.uk. You can find the newly relaunched archive. If you search autocar archive online, it should be the top result or thereabouts, and I recommend it. And there are very good deals on subscriptions, digital subscription, which includes the entire back catalogue of HMS Autocar back to 1895, which is, uh, I mean, it's such a valuable archive, isn't it? It's oh, just it's amazing, terrific. and it's such fun. Such yeah, fun. and we don't, we don't, we're not great at plugging what we do, and I think Autocar in general, because it's 128 years old, and it's a weekly, we just go, we just keep going, don't we? We just yep. keep going, and we don't stop and shout about it enough sometimes, and maybe we should do a bit more shameless self-promotion. Yeah. Other, other other pub, as other businesses do a lot yeah know, with less do. to shout about with less to shout about but yeah so i i commend i absolutely commend it it, it is oh if, the business yeah, yeah it is the absolute business yeah and steve and i will be back with more uh my week in cars and other nonsense next week thanks steve see you soon mate. see you soon